Well, it is my pleasure to welcome you back to Between the Lines. I'm Peter LaRuffa, and I'm really glad that you've tuned in. In my last episode, I preached uh, a point from a sermon that I preached on Sunday, October 21st, from Matthew 5 and verse 7, which reads, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. It's part of an upside-down living sermon series that we're going through at Grace Fellowship Church, taking us through the Beatitudes. And one of the things that I had said was that forgiven people forgive people. And I spoke about the constant, consistent uh, correlation, expectation that there is that kingdom people, the saved, the justified, those of us who have been recipients of mercy, would be givers of mercy. And I also said there's no such thing as a mercy hoarder. In other words, the people who are not being merciful, if we see ourselves not being merciful, we need to figure out why. Because there's no such thing as a mercy hoarder. Those who are consistently unmerciful, well, folks, it's probably likely that we have not received the mercy of God that we claim to have at one point. And so we would do well to examine ourselves to test to whether we are in the faith. So what I want to do today is I want to look at uh, some of the reasons that we tend to be reluctant to show mercy. What's going on in our hearts and minds when we who have received mercy are reluctant to do so. Why is that hard to do? So in my sermon, I spoke of five reasons we tend to be reluctant to show mercy, and I want to discuss a few of them with you today. The first reason, I think, is that we love meeting out justice instead of showing mercy. Uh, I think of the verse, the more popular verse in Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, he has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice, to love kindness, and to walk humbly with your God. Now let's place this verse in a little bit of its context. I didn't have the time to do that in the sermon on Sunday, but uh, let me just explain to you a little bit of what's going on here. What we're reading about is a conversation, or maybe even an imaginary conversation, between God and Israel in a courtroom. And basically, God is presenting his case against Israel. And if you read in verse 3, it says, Oh, my people, what have I done to you? How have I wearied you? Answer me. See, Israel is always complaining, but God uses loaded rhetorical questions to remind them that he hasn't burdened them. He's actually only blessed them. Then he goes on to read a little bit of his own resume in verse 4. For I brought you up from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery. I sent you before, I sent before you Moses, who's a godly leader, Aaron, who's a high priest, and Miriam, who's a prophetess and a poet. He's basically saying, look at all that I have done for you. And then he reminds them how he miraculously guided them to the promised land. But it's not just that he's beating his chest in front of people. What the Lord is doing is calling to their mind, calling to their attention, the acts of mercy that he has shown them and not justice. The times throughout redemptive history that he has not treated them as their sins deserved, that they've not shown uh, or that he's not forced them to endure the punishment that they would have merited in and of themselves, but he showed them mercy. And that brings us up to Micah chapter 6 and verse 8, the more popular verse that I quoted before. We see a threefold change that we're going to look at right now. Micah 6 and verse 8 reads, as follows. He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. 
So that first, that's kind of a threefold thing that the Lord requires of us. And the first thing says to do justice. Uh, we're supposed to do what is right. The people of God should have a uh, natural propensity to do what is right and be disturbed by what is wrong. We should do that for ourselves. We should do that for other people. It says that we are to do justice and to love kindness. In other translations, it says to love steadfast love or love mercy and to walk humbly. Once again, do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. I think we tend to do justly and to love justice, and then we try, yet fail, to walk humbly. I think we love justice more than we love mercy. I think we love watching people get what they deserve. I mean, think about it. Think about the time that you are driving and you are on the highway and somebody whizzes past you and they're just driving, quite frankly, like an idiot, or they cut you off and they're weaving in and out of traffic and you can't believe it just happened. It was a near miss. Uh, someone could have gotten hurt, uh, but you're okay. And then a couple of minutes later, as you're driving down the road, you see that person pulled over on the side of the road and a cop is talking to that person. Let me just ask you a question. How do you feel when you see this? You probably laugh out loud. You look over at that person and you think, ha ha, they finally got what they deserved. We love it when people get what they deserve. That's just the bottom line. We like when people get what they deserve. And I think that's because we tend to not love mercy, but to love justice. Now, I'm not saying that person shouldn't have been pulled over. I think they were breaking the law and they probably should have been pulled over. So it's not about that person. I'm just saying, let's look at our own hearts. Why do we love it when people get what they deserve? And yet we ourselves, when we don't get what we deserve, we then were, we're, were huge fans of mercy, right? I mean, we love it when we receive mercy in life. Now, Let's just think about some normal life situations. Uh, on Sunday, I asked by a show of hands how many people have, who have kids have ever had a child wander off from them in a store. They're, you know, while you're looking at, uh, you know, a, a, a piece of clothing or you're looking at a, a TV or an electronic device, you just get so enraptured with what you're looking at that your child tends to wander off and is curious about something. And all of a sudden, you realize that the child is gone and your heart sinks into your gut, you want to vomit, and you can't find your child, even if it's just for 10 seconds or for five minutes. Those are a long <laughs> five minutes, if it's that long, even a long 10 seconds. And somebody perhaps comes over and returns your child unharmed. Think about that. What is going on right then and there? Are you getting what you deserve? No, you're not getting what you deserve. I mean, let's just call a spade a spade. You're a bad parent at that time. You say, well, it happens to everyone. I know, and everyone who does it is a bad parent at that time. We are more, uh, in, we are more focused on what we're looking at than our own children. And for that moment, we didn't get what we deserved. We received mercy. The child was returned to us unharmed. Think about a time you left your garage door open and a neighbor, instead of coming into your home and uh, harming you or ransacking through your things, closed it for you or called you to let you know that it was gone, uh, that let you know that it was open. Think about a time you lost your wallet and perhaps it was in fact returned to you. I couldn't believe when that happened to me one time. I remember many, many years ago, living in New York City of all places, I lost my wallet and it was mailed to me with every bit of cash that was in it. And my cash wasn't stolen, my identity wasn't stolen, and it was delivered to me un touched. And we could go on and on and on. We're all for mercy when it comes to us. But when it comes to other people, we love 
meeting out justice more than we love mercy. Or a time when you perhaps didn't follow the rules or maybe even committed a crime. Uh, uh, Maybe you you got caught doing something but suffered very little in the way of consequences uh, and didn't watch everything fall apart right before your very eyes. We've all had moments when we have received mercy in some way, shape, or form. But we love meeting out justice instead of showing mercy. What about you? Uh, Can you think of a time when you have become way more excited about somebody getting what they deserve than you do about the opportunity that perhaps you would have to show someone mercy? And once again, this is not to talk about whether people should never get what they deserve, whether we should all hold hands and skip through the grass. Please just look at your heart. Don't look at the issue. Look at your heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. Why do we love it when people get what they deserve? Micah 6 8 says, We're supposed to do what is right, but we're supposed to love mercy, and therefore we walk humbly with our God. I think that's a big reason why we tend to be reluctant to show mercy. And I hope that's something that you'll consider as you look at your own life, as you look at your own heart, and your own temptation to not show mercy to those around you. So that's one of five reasons I think that we tend to be reluctant to show mercy. In future episodes, we will look at others as we continue to search our heart for what goes on when we don't want to show mercy, even though we are a forgiven person. We need to remember that forgiven people forgive people. <laughs>